Today we're going to be taking a look at the ProShares S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats ETF. This fund is called Noble, ticker symbol N-O-B-L and not ticker symbol N-O-B-S. And just like true nobility, Noble offers exposure to companies in the stock market that have continuously rewarded shareholders for decades with very little effort. Noble tracks the S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats Index, which, if you couldn't tell by its name, are members of the S&P 500 that have increased their dividend payments each year for the last 25 years at minimum. Also, to qualify for this index, members must also meet market cap and liquidity requirements. This includes having a market cap of at least $3 billion and a daily trading volume of $5 million. The portfolio will be rebalanced every quarter in January, April, July, and October. Currently, there are 64 different holdings that make up the index, with the largest company being $429 billion in market cap, and the smallest being $6 billion in market cap. The average market cap is around $86 billion, so still, these are some gigantic companies in this fund. And this gives you access to high-quality companies, right? You know at a minimum, these are all companies that are stable enough where the business has been able to provide cash flows that have not only paid out dividends, but they've increased them for 25 years and counting. Noble also says that most of these companies are closer to 40 years of consecutive dividend growth. These are companies with stable earnings, solid fundamentals, and a strong history of profit and growth. And if you think today's times are tough, with today's recession, yeah, I'm gonna call it a few months early. This means these companies have survived the dot-com crash, the housing recession, and C19 all unscathed. Noble is also very diversified in the sectors that it invests in, consumer staples being the largest at 22%. This should be no surprise, as consumer staples are essential products that are always gonna be needed. This includes food, beverage, household goods, hygiene products, so people will buy this during any time of the economic cycle. Second, we have industrials at 18%. This is typically going to be companies that produce or distribute machines, equipment, supplies, construction, or potentially they're a defensive company. Again, these are all services that we're going to need regardless of market conditions. And then we also have materials, healthcare, and financials rounding out three four and five, all above 10%. It's interesting to note that information technology is just 5% of this fund. Tech companies aren't notable for the big dividend payments that other sectors might give out because tech companies, they constantly need to be reinvesting profits back into the business to keep innovating and moving that needle on wherever technology is going. I actually think this is also a pro since many of the ETFs we look at such as QILD and the triple Qs, they already give us plenty of exposure to tech companies. This would be a way to buy into other sectors that are not as tech heavy. Now this next part is what really sets Noble apart from other ETFs. We know that they own 64 different holdings, but each of these are actually equally weighted in this particular fund. Notice how their largest position is actually Cardinal Health at 2%, but then among their smallest positions, we have Stanley Black & Decker, Church & Dwight, O Realty Income. These are all around 1.3%. So there really is not that much drop off from the biggest to the smallest positions. 
This is a lot different than other ETFs like QYield where Apple is 13% of that fund. This is because QYield tracks an index that splits out the weighting by largest market cap. And Apple of course is the largest company in the world, so they will always get the biggest piece of that pie. Noble is different, it equally weights the companies regardless of market cap. Now stocks can obviously go up and down every day, that's gonna cause some variances. That's gonna cause some positions to be bigger than others, and no single sector is allowed to be more than 30% of the index. The index also gets rebalanced every quarter. I'm just gonna highlight a few more companies that buying into Noble will also give you exposure to. So we're talking companies like Pepsi, Walmart, Lowe's, AbbVie, McDonald's, Johnson & Johnson, Target, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, Sherwin-Williams. These are all great companies that have proven they can weather the storms. Noble has an expense ratio of 35 basis points, which means one will be paying $35 in fees for every $10,000 invested annually. Now, that's not the cheapest expense ratio, but it's also cheaper than most of these income ETFs. This fund has been around since October of 2013, so almost a full decade. Alright, the most important part, the part that you all want to hear about, the reason you clicked on this video, and that is those dividends. Noble, they are not a monthly payer. And even though they are owning stocks which pay dividends every single month, they only pay their distributions out once a quarter. They will be paying out in March, June, September, and December. The dividend yield for Noble is unfortunately quite low for a fund that tracks companies that raise their dividend. I was shocked to see that it's only 2.2%, and it's still this low even when the market has been down considerably this year, and many companies now have high starting yields. What I believe is going on here is either some of these companies are growing in share price, and their dividend growth is just not able to keep up, resulting in a lower dividend yield, or we have plenty of companies like Coca-Cola or ExxonMobil. They only raise their dividend a penny each year just to keep their streak alive, so there really isn't much dividend growth. That's why the term dividend aristocrat can be quite misleading when you have companies just continuing to do penny raises. When we look at its performance since the start of 2014, it's been on par with the S&P 500, doing just slightly worse at 9.3% returned annually compared to the S&P 500, which is closer to 10%. Now the saving grace with Noble is that despite its low starting yield, that yield on cost can really balloon over time. In January of 2014, they were paying out just 80 cents a year in dividends, and they traded for $43.79. Well, let's say we held on to all those shares all this time. Noble now trades for about $81, and they should pay around $1.70 this year, which would give us a yield on cost of just under 4%. Now, to be honest, that's still not great for almost 10 years of holding on to an ETF, but I do like the slow and steady growth. Noble also pays about 50 basis points more in dividend yield than SPY, the S&P 500 ETF, despite giving almost the same amount of returns these past 9 years. Noble dividends most likely are taxed as qualified dividends, meaning they get that preferential tax treatment. Overall, I still see a place for Noble in a dividend investor's portfolio. The starting yield is quite low, but it does give great diversification, and you can sleep well knowing these are all companies that are time and tested. It also saves you so much time that you would have spent researching the 64 dividend aristocrats 
as well as all the money it would have cost you to buy them individually. Now, it might not beat the market, but has gotten quite close, and who knows what the future might hold. I'd love to hear what you think about Noble in the comments below. Is there a place for Noble in your portfolio? These videos do take forever for me to research and produce. Please leave a like and make sure you're subscribed for more content. My videos are always found in podcast form under the Collect Cash podcast name, and I will buy, stash, and collect cash you later. Thank <laughs> you.